Welcome to FaithBridge Sermons Podcast. This sermon features Pastor Dan Slagle and was recorded on Sunday, November 14th as a part of our series, How to Be Human, a fresh look at the Ten Commandments. Thanks for tuning in. We'd love the chance to connect with you, so drop us a line at podcast at faithbridge.org. And if you're in the area, join us this Sunday on campus at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. and come say hi. And you can always join us for FaithBridge online at faithbridge.org slash live. Here's Dan. My name is Dan Slagle. I serve as one of the pastors here. So glad you've chosen to worship with us, whether you are here in the live service, if you're in our communion service, or if you're coming to us online. Glad you've chosen to join us as we continue on in our sermon series, How to Be Human, a fresh look at the Ten Commandments. Today we're going to be in the book of Exodus, where the Ten Commandments are found. If you need a Bible, raise your hand. Ushers are coming down the aisle. They'll be glad to give you one. If you don't own a Bible, please accept that as a gift. That can be yours to keep. We're going to be in Exodus chapter 20. If you want to go ahead and turn there as a placeholder, Exodus is the second book in the Bible right after Genesis. Exodus chapter 20. Let's take a moment and pray together. Father, thank you for this opportunity to gather in your house, to lift up the name of your son Jesus and the power of your Holy Spirit. We pray now as we turn our attention to your word that your spirit would come just as you promised to be our teacher and to guide us into all truth. We offer our prayer in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. There is a sickness, a disease, an epidemic, really, that is sweeping across our nation. A sickness that has the potential, really, to, uh, left untended, the potential to destroy our culture. And no, I'm not talking about COVID. What I'm talking about is the deconstruction of honor in our culture, the deconstruction of honor. Biblically speaking, honor is, first of all, the recognition of the inherent value and worth of every single human being, understanding that every person that you meet has been created in the image of God and therefore has immediate inherent value. Honor is also, from a biblical perspective, understanding that there are authorities in our lives, people that have God-given authority, and our responsibility is to submit to those authorities as God directs and when appropriate. And these values, this overarching value of honor is leaving our culture. And you don't have to look very far to see the evidence of it. Murder rates in our largest cities, higher than they have ever been. Law enforcement is under assault, and there are some law enforcement officers that abuse their authority. There are aggrieved citizens. Over the last two years, we've seen it on our television screens, aggrieved citizens who have... uh, participated in just the wanton destruction of private property and in something that 
still boggles my mind. Our nation's capital was attacked. Something that even a decade ago would have been unthinkable. Healthcare workers, flight attendants, school board members, verbally, physically assaulted. Discourse on social media is denigrating in the extreme, and our elected officials engaging in, in playground sorts of exchanges, calling each other names like they were five years old. What is happening to our culture? Our culture is losing its sense of honor. And apparently, something similar must have been going on about 3,500 years ago in the Middle East that compelled God to give Moses the fifth commandment that we find in Exodus 20, verse 12. Honor your father and mother, that your days may be long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Now, what does this commandment have to do with national stability, with the overall health of our culture? Well, in fact, it has everything to do with it. Because you see, when God gave this commandment, a commandment with a promise, the promise was not honor your father and mother so that you can live to be a hundred years old. It was not aimed at the individual. No, it was aimed at the entire nation of Israel, the culture of Israel. God was saying, you need to honor your father and mother so that Israel may live long in the land, so that there will be stability in your culture, so that there will be respect, a recognition of the value and worth of other human beings, an understanding that there is a such thing called authority that we must submit to. That's what God was getting at. It was God's intention and is God's intention that honor is learned in the context of the family. We learn at home to honor our father and mother. And then like ripples in a pool, it begins to spread out. There is honor in our home, and then we have honor for our neighbors, and there is honor in our communities, and then honor spreads out to the larger culture. That's God's plan for it to begin at home and then spread to all the rest of society. But the flip side of that is, if what we learn at home is dishonor, we're never taught the importance of honor. If it's never modeled for us, that too can begin to spread out and infect our culture and bring about the demise of our culture. St. Augustine said, if you don't honor your father and mother, you're not going to honor anybody, including God. Home is the starting place for it. Society at large is the beneficiary. And mind you, th this is not some uh, sociological theory. This isn't something that I dug up from some wonky professor in a white tower in a university somewhere. No, this is coming from the Word of God. Something that we as Christ followers believe to be truth, that we build our lives upon. Therefore, it is imperative that we begin to understand what is this thing called honor? And what does it mean 
to give honor to our parents, and how can it then begin to spread into the rest of our culture so that our nation is a stable nation, so that our nation is around for our kids and our grandkids, so that it is a safe, life-giving culture because it's rooted in a sense of honor. This morning, I want to... uh, direct my comments uh, primarily to adult children for two reasons. Uh, First of all, that's my primary listening audience. Whether you're here on campus or coming to us online, most of you are adult children. Secondly, both the Old and the New Testaments are quite clear, quite clear, that for children at home, the primary way to honor your parents is through obedience. And there's a lot that can be said about that, but that's a sermon for another day. Today I want to talk to adult children, people like me, people like you, and what it means to honor our parents. Roughly speaking, adult children can be divided into two very broad groups. On the one hand, there are those of us who find it easy to honor our parents. It's no great challenge. In fact, it's something that we look forward to and appreciate the opportunity to do so. But then there are also those among us for whom honoring our parents is difficult at best and in some situations can seem exceedingly painful and almost impossible. I want to speak to both of those groups because God's word has something to say to all of us no matter which camp we find ourselves in. First of all, a word for those of us that that do find it generally easy to honor our parents. Today I'm going to be very, very practical. I, I want to give you some tools to put in your toolbox, some things that you can take home with you and begin to practice, some things that you can implement even today. One way that we can honor our parents is to include them, to include them in our lives, to involve them in our life and in the life of our family if we are a part of a family. If you have been a parent, if you are a parent, you understand that raising a child is an intense emotional investment. I mean, for 18 years, well, you used to be able to say 18 years, (laughs) For however many years, there's this intense emotional investment in this child. And can you imagine how painful it would be for suddenly that to come to an end? I mean, mom and dad still love you. Mom and dad still want to be a part of your lives. And yes, there's the whole, you know, leaving and cleaving and establishing your own family and all of that kind of thing. That needs to happen. But that doesn't mean, okay, we're done with you, mom and dad. No, they still have a role to play in our lives. And we need to invite them, of course, to birthday parties and graduations and recitals and holidays and Mother's Day and Father's Day. But even beyond those sorts of things, we need to engage with them. We need to let them know, yeah, you're important to me. I value what you have contributed to my life. I want to seek out your wisdom. I want to take advantage of the years that you have ahead of me. Becky and I are are just really 
stepping a, a toe into the waters of empty nesting. And already I'm, I'm feeling that sense of separation and, and, and tug and, you know, almost sitting by the phone wondering, going to call me today? Thinking about me today? Include your parents in your lives and let them know how much they matter to you. Another way you can show honor to your mom and dad is through gratitude. Let them know how appreciative you are for all that they have done for you. And that gratitude can be expressed in any number of different ways. There can be cards and notes. There can be simply saying thank you. There can be doing things for them. And the gratitude can be expressed in any number of different modes. I mean, you know, there is emotional gratitude. There can be financial expressions of it. There can be physical expressions of it. Uh, there, there can also be spiritual expressions of gratitude. One, one of the most beautiful expressions of gratitude that I have ever seen took place at a wedding I did several years ago. At the rehearsal dinner, uh, a young man, the, the groom, fellow in his younger 20s, stood up and he addressed his father and he said, Dad, just the other day a coworker of mine asked me, are you nervous about getting married? And I said, nope, not one bit. And he said, wow, how, you know, how, how's that? And I told him, because every day of my life, my dad has modeled for me what it means to be a good husband. And I've never been more ready to do anything in my life. Thank you, Dad. There wasn't a dry eye in the place. What a beautiful honor he gave to his father. Never missed a chance. I mean, it's not like mom and dad are sitting around just hoping and begging and waiting. Are they going to say thanks? But it's always a nice thing to hear. You want to include them in your life. You never want to miss a chance to say thank you. And you want to be there when they need you. Because there's going to come a day when they will need you. I mean, if we, it's just a fact. If we live long enough, there's going to come a day when we can't take care of ourselves in one way or the other. Physically, financially, emotionally. And it is our privilege to be available for our parents to do for them what they can no longer do for themselves. You know, life starts out helpless and it can end helpless. And just as they cared for us on the front end of life, it's our privilege to care for them on the back end of life. And that can, care can come in so many different ways. I, I discovered this for myself some years ago. My dad is a veteran of World War II. He served on a destroyer escort in the Pacific. And the primary mission of his ship was to hunt down enemy submarines and sink them. And in all my years, I've never once heard my father talk about his combat experience, ever. Lots and lots of stories about shipmates and pranks and annex and all those kind of fun things that happened on his ship, but never mentioned combat, and I never asked. 
But several years ago, we were home on vacation, and my dad and I were out on the front porch talking about this and that, when suddenly I became aware, okay, this, this conversation is going to deep places here. And my dad looked at me and he said, uh, Danny, I've killed a lot of men in my life. A lot. It, it was my hand on the, on the lever that pulled, that launched those depth charges that would send 80, 100 men to a watery grave. My father is 95. He served when he was 17. For some 80 years, he told me, I think about those men. I think about the fact that they didn't go home like I did. They didn't get to enjoy a full, rich life like I did. And then he said, do you think God forgives me? I realized in that moment I was not just his son. In that moment, I was also his pastor. And he was needing me to be a spiritual guide for him in that moment. And I will never forget what what a blessing and a privilege it was to say to him, Daddy, yes, there is a wideness in God's mercy. He does forgive you. It was a privilege just to be able to contribute a small amount of peace to his life. Be there for your folks. And, and, and even better, don't wait until you're asked, but be there enough that you see the needs coming down the road and you're proactively addressing them. One other way you can honor your folks uh, that really should go without saying, but I'll say it anyway, uh, be an honorable person yourself. Make your parents proud. Follow hard after Jesus. Live out the Christian life. Speaking as a parent myself, I, I can think of no greater honor than for my girls to live their lives for Jesus. Do them that honor by being an honorable person. Now, as I said, there are among us uh, individuals uh, for whom honoring their parents is no easy feat at all. In fact, daily, they face a conundrum. They face a very difficult question. How do I honor parents who were not honorable? How do I honor parents who failed in their responsibilities to parent me and my siblings? How do I honor parents who were abusive to me? I don't take that question lightly at all because in 30 years of pastoral ministry, I have sat with far too many persons who have been torn out of the frame with pain because of what did or did not happen in their home as a child. My heart breaks for you. And because it does, this morning I want to give to you a word of truth, and a word of grace. And I give it prayerfully, trusting that God will use it to minister to you. First, the word of truth. And 
It is a hard word. The commandment to honor our father and our mother is non-negotiable. It does not come with modifications or exceptions. It does not say, honor your father and mother if they were honorable. No, it simply says, honor them. And the normal question to that, of course, is why? Why? And the answer is this. The commandment does not speak to what our parents deserve. Rather, it speaks to the child for the good of their own soul and for the good of society. That's what the commandment is really about. You say, well, gee, Pastor Dan, that that sounds mighty spiritual and high and mighty. How on earth am I supposed to make that happen? I'm talking about in day-to-day life. How do I do that? Well, I think a starting place is to understand what the commandment is not saying. We've got to make some very clear distinctions about what it means to honor and what it does not mean to honor because many people have been burdened under an erroneous understanding. The commandment does not say, love your parents. It doesn't say, trust your parents. It doesn't say, admire your parents. It doesn't say to adult children, obey your parents. It says, honor your parents. What is the distinction between honor and those other things? Well, the Ten Commandments, by God's design, are timeless They are not bound to geography. They are not bound to any particular era of history. They are meant for all people, all places, all times. But things like love, trust, admiration, and obedience, those are situational. We can't obey the command to love our parents because sometimes our parents aren't lovable. God didn't command us to trust them because he understands they're not always trustworthy. They're not always admirable. As an adult, we don't have a responsibility to be obedient to them. But God does say, honor them. Because that is over and above all circumstances. That's something that lies with us. It has nothing to do with their behavior or whether or not they deserve the honor. Tim Keller points out that far too many people fail to make this distinction. And because they fail to make the distinction, they live under a burden of guilt. They set themselves up for failure every time because they think honor means trust, honor means admire, honor means love, honor means obey. No, it doesn't. Honor means respect. Honor means dignify. But it doesn't mean those other things. What are some ways that you can show honor to your parents even if they aren't particularly honorable? Well, one way is simply to show courtesy. Just plain, simple 
courtesy. The same kind of a thing that you would afford to any other human on the planet. Nothing extravagant or over the top. Just be courteous. I I have a friend whose dad, for reasons that are inexplicable, has always derived a, a perverse joy out of baiting his son into arguments. Just, just throwing out these barbs that he knows will catch his son. And, you know, he's told me, I, I can't tell you the number of times I've, I've just been drawn in. I almost can't help it. And we find ourselves in this big fight, and it always ends terrible. And I hate the man more than I did before the fight. And But he told me a while back that he had discovered something. He said, you know, Dan, I realized I was giving my dad all the power in the relationship. I was surrendering all the power to him. And, and behaving like he did was not the way to get it back. And so I came up with something to protect myself and to honor him at the same time. He said, I developed a, what I call a shield of honor. And when my dad starts throwing out those barbs, just trying to bait me and get me to lose my temper and get into an argument, I, in my mind, I hold up this shield. Shield of honor and courtesy. And those barbs just bounce off. And instead of just diving right into the argument, I find myself saying, no thanks, dad. I'm, I'm really not interested in that kind of discussion. You know, if you'd like to talk about this, sure. But I'd rather not talk about that. He said, Dan, it's one of the most empowering things that has ever happened to me. I realized When he says jump, I don't have to say how high. I can protect myself, but I can honor him at the same time. Another way to show honor is to establish clear, healthy boundaries in the relationship. To clarify and define this is going to be the nature of our relationship. Where you take the initiative to decide, this is how close we'll be, this is how far apart we'll be, this is the amount of interaction we'll have, this is not. Now, how is that honoring your parents to have those sorts of boundaries in place? I'll tell you, it is not uncommon, particularly among victims of abuse, to have intense feelings of anger, contempt, hatred, understandably so, but anything that you can do to keep those feelings at bay is going to be honoring to your parents, and even better, it's going to be good for your soul, because that's what this commandment is all about, your soul. And if establishing these boundaries will protect you from those feelings rising up and overflowing like lava then all the better for you because if those feelings are the guiding principles in your life, it's going to be really hard for God to reach in and change things and change you and grow you and sanctify you. Have those good, good boundaries. Finally, work toward forgiveness. Work toward forgiveness. Now, pay attention to how I said that. I didn't say forgive. 
I said work toward forgiveness. There are some injuries in life that are easy to forgive. And it's a one and done. Yeah, that's okay. No worries. No problem. Let's get on with it. But then there are some injuries that it takes a lifetime of working and praying and moving toward forgiveness. And the important thing to remember in all of this is your posture, your emotional, your spiritual posture. What do I mean by that? Well, if forgiveness is the destination, if if that's what we're moving toward, that's where we want to get, then we want to make sure that that's where our soul, our spirit is facing. And how much time it takes to get there really isn't the issue. It's as long as we're moving in that direction that God can do a work in our hearts. But if we're not facing that destination, we'll never get to that place. And the anger and the bitterness and the hatred can consume us from within. I'll be the first to admit there are no easy answers. Even if we have the best of relationship with our parents, there's always going to be some complications. We're broken, sinful human beings. And if there has been abuse or failure in the extreme, it's all the more complicated. And if you don't hear anything else from this message, I I, I want you to take this. God gave us this commandment not to put something else on our back. He gave us the commandment so that He can do a work within us, so that we can become the person that He has made us and called us to be. We started out the message talking about how a lack of honor is destroying our culture. I believe with all my heart that if this is ever going to get turned around, it's got to start right here. God's people. Because the world has no incentive to restore honor. I mean, the world is all about me and what's good and best for me. So forget you. But brothers and sisters, we have the greatest incentive of all. Daily, we are being called to be conformed to the image of Christ. Jesus calls us to be like himself. And this is the very same Jesus who went to the cross for you and for me because his father required him to do so. And yet Jesus still held his father in honor. And if Jesus would go that far for you and for me, How much more important is it that we take the very same steps for Him? For the good of our own souls, for the good of our culture. Let's pray together. Father, if anything, this uh, commandment highlights for us how desperately we need You. Our wisdom is so short-sighted. Our patience is so thin. Our understanding is 
lacking at best. But God, we do want to be the man or the woman that you created us to be. We do want to grow as Christians. So Lord, please give us the grace we need to follow hard after you, to receive the grace that you impart, that whatever our relationship with our parents might be, we would honor you by choosing to honor them. And we offer our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.